Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives and the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful week. I am so glad that it's spring, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, And the cherry blossoms are in peak bloom. And keep this in mind, because we have got Bravo cameras all over capturing peak bloom, and they are going to be showing you this footage on B-roll on The Real Housewives of Potomac Season 8 over and over and over again. But keep in mind, it's only taking place in late March. (laughs) I finally got a chance to watch the first episode of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3. I'm really enjoying it. I had been to Phuket maybe like 13 and a half years ago and had an incredible time. It was when I was living in South Asia and just watching like the food and the ocean and everything just makes me miss it. I am obsessed with Pepsi, who runs the villa that the housewives are staying in. And I also am into how good some of these women are at reading each other. When Alexia told Giselle, you ask a lot of questions, but I think it's because you don't want to talk about yourself. Oh, man, I was so glad someone said it, even if it was Alexia. (laughs) And it's just been, it's so fun to watch. I really love these Ultimate Girls trips. We get to see these women interact with each other. The fourth wall is broken time and time again. They're constantly talking about the shows that they're on. And you see who is obsessed with the fame of it all and who maybe hasn't let it gone to their head quite yet. And I think we've all known that Heather Gay has let this entire experience go to her head, and she is so calculating in how she's like wanting to be around Portia more because Portia has more followers than her on Instagram, and how she will say these asinine things such as, we need to get Leah drunk, but then also go up to Leah and tell her, how can we support your sobriety this week? And then have the audacity to claim that she doesn't remember saying that. Oh, man. I mean, Whitney has had her pegged since the beginning of season three. She has her MO. She does things that she think will fit a certain archetype and character so that she is well-liked by the public. She is obsessed with her image and her followers. And when she is caught in a lie or when she says something that people may not like, she just claims to not remember. Oh my goodness. But I I've really enjoyed it so far. I also really enjoyed the finale of the Real Housewives of Miami, or at least the conclusion of the reunion. I felt like we really got somewhere with some of the conversations. It'll be interesting to see how people move forward with Adriana because she did seem to be the odd woman out. And I'm wondering if like the audience's reaction, especially to Alexia and Larsa, is going to change how they behave moving forward in a season six. 
because of who they are, I actually think that they're not going to recalibrate at all. And part of me appreciates that. At least they're being authentically themselves. But Larsa is just so annoying. And you can tell she's so frustrated because Dr. Nicole is just... I don't know. She's like elegant and she's smart. She's got this career and people like her. And I feel like Larsa is jealous. And I never say that about housewives. I don't actually think most of them are jealous of one another. They always claim that they are. But in this situation, when Larsa had the audacity to say that Nicole doesn't have a real job and all she does is put people to sleep, I was like, girl, bye. Like, (laughs) so ridiculous. Also this week um, on the podcast, didn't get a chance to go into the Real Housewives of New Jersey. So just wanted to share a few brief thoughts on this week's episode. Um, So in general, I feel like I've always been a huge fan of Margaret. But this season in particular, she feels a little bit harsher around the edges and a little bit cruel. And I really appreciate Jen Fessler as a friend of hers that's actually able to tell her, hey, you kind of, you're not being true to yourself or you're being like pretty nasty in the insults that you were hurling at Jen Aiden. I I really appreciate that about Jen Fessler. But I, I do feel like Marge has sort of, I don't know, the fact that she's so upset that Danielle repeated what Teresa said, which is that it's better to be Margaret's friend than her enemy. Like, that is so obviously true. Why are you mad about that? It is better to be your friend than your enemy. And you do carry an arsenal of things about your castmates. How long did you know that Jennifer Aiden and Bill Aiden had this like situation and the affair in their past before you shared it. What else do you know that you're not sharing that you would only throw out if you felt threatened? I, I don't know. I, I just, and I don't feel like Danielle has done anything wrong by just sharing what she heard. I, It's very frustrating to see that Danielle has sort of already gone to sort of the Teresa and Jen Aiden side and that Rachel Fuda and Jen Fessler are on like the Margaret sort of Jackie side. I'm tired of there being so many sides and I actually want to see friendships between these kind of two groups of women. I would love to see Rachel Fuda and Danielle be, you know, closer friends. And even though their friends may not get along with each other, that at least they have a bond. But the dynamics, I don't know, we're still falling into these sort of teams. It's like, are you team Melissa, team Teresa? And after watching all these years, I've decided that I really do put a lot of the blame on Joe Gorga. I feel like he has had a number of opportunities to try and address the problem And he decides that it's uncomfortable for him to talk about feelings and he's more comfortable staying angry. So he would rather stay angry and let everything fester. And I'm very over this whole like, oh, we're old school, we're Italian, we don't do therapy. That's BS. If you would rather be on this TV show than try and work through issues in your family, I don't know, I feel like it's toxic for all of them. But Teresa's at least been like, I don't want to deal with the toxicity. And at least when she's talking to her therapist, it sounds like she's trying to create steps to 
maintain and protect her peace in a way that I have never seen from Teresa before. And we're certainly not seeing that from Joe Gorga. And I'm always like, at the end of the day, this is a relationship between siblings, and it will have to be resolved between siblings. You can't get Louie and you can't get Melissa too involved because at the end of the day, they married into this, but they are not the brother and the sister. And speaking of brother and sister, the story that Danielle has shared about how her and her brother have had a falling out over her brother not liking her Instagram photos and her blocking him on Instagram and not liking his new wife. When Jackie said she thinks that Danielle is leaving a part out of the story, sure, right? I don't know if Danielle's doing that on purpose or, I mean, maybe part of it's editing too. Like, we've never heard Jackie's full story of why her and her sister don't talk. It just seems kind of rich to have a person who doesn't talk to a sibling judging another person who doesn't talk to a sibling. And I don't know, I, I just didn't like how Jackie was doing that. And I don't like how thirsty and angry she is about Danielle in particular. And I'm trying to figure out what it is about Danielle that Jackie doesn't like. And it just, to me, seems kind of classist at this point, where like Jackie thinks that she is more elite and smart and well-read and educated. And then you've got Danielle, who's from Staten Island and who's tacky and who doesn't wear the right things. And I don't know, it just, it seems kind of snobby on Jackie's part. And I'm someone who really, really liked Jackie and, and continues to like her. But I don't know, I just feel like this ain't it, girl. But overall, I'm enjoying the season of Jersey. It's really fun to watch the scenes where they're all together, just because so much is happening. And I don't know, I'm I'm curious to see how things shake out. I have heard from people that they're all going to be asked back next year. The ratings are really, really good for this season of Jersey. And so they're all going to have to find a way to continue filming together. And I don't know with how things have shaken out, like how that's going to work. But we shall see. Anyways, on the podcast this week, I have Brooke Shelby. You guys might know her um, from her Instagram handle, which I continuously mispronounce. It's LeJaspiner. She is so much fun. We talk literally every possible thing that we could discuss on Vanderpump Rules. We talk a bit about Summer House. We talk a bit about Ultimate Girls Trip. We just, we talk and we talk and we just have the best time. But when we start the podcast, it's a little bit of a PSA for all of us, right? Like myself included, people who are part of the Bravo family, who've been following Scandaval for over three weeks at this point, and um, how we think it's actually made ourselves a little bit crazy and um, we think a few lines have been crossed. And so we start the episode by talking about that. And I'm very appreciative for that conversation. 
As always, if you guys like the podcast, go ahead, give it a five-star rating and leave a kind review. Your comments really do get through to me and I, I do appreciate them. If you have any constructive criticism, feel free to reach out to me at Mandy Slutsker on Instagram, or if you just want to share your thoughts on this week's episode. I am going to be quite busy the next few days um, at an advocacy conference for my organization, so I may be a little bit slow to respond, but I always do respond to all of my DMs and appreciate hearing from all of you. We will take a quick break and then back with Brooke. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I am here with Brooke Shelby. You guys all probably know her on Instagram as Legispinner. <laughs> as we all know, I can't pronounce anything. Um, but she's a pop culture commentator, a style and beauty enthusiast, and an ex-pro cheerleader dancer from Dallas, Texas. How are you doing, Brooke? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. We were just chatting before we got started, and I was mm -hmm. like, huh, ex-pro dancer, Dallas. Did you know Brandy Redman? <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> oh my gosh. So can you explain what your role was in terms of like dancing, cheerleading? This is just fascinating yeah. to me. I used to dance and cheer back in like high school. So not oh, fun, not college, nothing serious. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not ta that talented. <laughs> so yeah, I danced for the Dallas Esperanto Dancers, which was the arena football team for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and then once I did that for about seven years, and then whenever they got rid of the arena football team, they took that dance team on to the Cowboys as the Dallas Cowboys Rhythm and Blue Dancers. And we were, or they're still around doing their thing, but it's a co-ed hip hop team with a drum line and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. Did you <laughs> hang out with the Cowboys cheerleaders too? Is there like, we what's didn't, the kind of culture? Yeah, so we didn't didn't really hang out with them like we were two separate teams we did our own thing had our own practices at different locations and we had you know different appearances and stuff but we would do some appearances with the dallas cowboy cheerleaders so that was where i would do appearances with miss brandy redman <laughs> <laughs> how how was that um it was interesting yeah we um to herself and yeah we didn't didn't really get along that much <laughs> oh wow okay so she wasn't like yeah. the kindest warmest not the night not the nicest not the nicest not the warmest um that was really it yeah okay so <laughs> I'll she just probably say that she probably had a bit of yeah. an ego being a cowboys cheerleader exactly ding 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 okay well, there are a lot of people with egos in the town I live in. So, <laughs> where are you? Washington, D.C. Oh, 
Uh, DC. My best friend lives there. I love it. I visit often. So. Oh, well, we'll have to get together yeah, for drinks absolutely. and mm-hmm. chat all things Bravo. No, it's, all things it's so Bravo. funny because it's not only the politicians that have egos. It's like people that work for them and like have inflated senses of self-importance. And it's just at the end of the day, like we're all just humans, right? We're all just mm-hmm. like trying to get by But I find, and this is something that we're going to jump into talking about Vanderpump, it's just become really easy to not see others' humanity. And I, for one, am getting a little bit nervous in terms of where the Scandival response has (sighs) gone and where I think it could lead want to get your, your, I I guess I can start by saying, you know, I've felt that the anger that people tend to have towards Bravo celebrities seems outsized, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and it often feels like they're having anger in their own lives. And it's much easier to take it out at a character on TV than it is Mm -hmm. to deal with all of the things that are going on in their own lives or in the world. But this particular situation has made people so angry, right? So angry. It has scared me how angry they are. Mm -hmm. And it feels like people have, it's almost like it happened to them. They were Mm -hmm. cheated on with their best friend. It wasn't something they were watching happen and that like line it's kind of it worries me when you start feeling like things happen to you but you're actually just watching them on tv Mm -hmm. and and the anger is justified right but like i'm not ariana so i don't i don't need to fight ariana's battles and this like vigilante Mm -hmm. sort of let's swarm and condemn and hate and cancel Anyone that crosses the group think, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying what Raquel and Tom Sandoval did was right. Like, it's horrible. But horrible. What do absolutely you, horrible. Like, absolutely horrible. But what, what do we want their, quote unquote, punishment to be? Yeah. And I feel like it's like heading towards a very dangerous place where someone could get physically harmed or someone mm-hmm. could harm themselves. Exactly. So that's, that's where I'm yeah. at. I mean, it is, the line has been crossed. And I've even had, like, I have loved talking about this. I am a Vanderpump Rules fan. I have been watching since day one when Bravo duped us in to watching it through a Beverly Hills episode. And I've loved every second of it since then. Um, yes, there have been some seasons that have totally sucked. And it's kind of gone down a little bit, but you know what? I still love it because it's all part of the storyline. And there are these people that I've followed forever and it's fun. It's my show. It's my escapism. I love it. And so all of this like happening, it feels like it's coming back. It's the show. But in talking about it, I have had to say many a times that there is a line that I will not cross. We're talking about this because it's a TV show. It's fun. It's a reality show that these people signed up for to share their lives with us, pretty, ugly, whatever. They're sharing it with us. 
but they're still human. They're still people. They're not us. We don't, and we don't even know them completely. It's their characters, you know? And so there's just that line. And I have to reiterate that to my followers whenever I am talking about it on my page is, you know, there's a video, like, for example, there's a video of Ariana that TMZ, they tracked her down. She's coming out of a somewhere with a juice in her hand and she's got her head down. She obviously does not want the paparazzi there hounding her. I'm not going to reshare that because that, I mean, it's obvious that she doesn't want that. So why would I want to share that? You know what I mean? Yes. But then we've got Raquel that's like, smiles, smiles. Hello, TMZ. Come over here. I probably scheduled this and I want to talk about it that I feel comfortable sharing. So it's like there is this line and it's being crossed massively and it is very scary to see where it's all going. And it's, you know, I've kind of seen it with other shows. We saw it with, I think, like New York, with uh, Real Housewives of New York, that last season that they had that was just so... So many different things going on and so many lines that were being crossed that it just started to feel icky. It started mm -hmm. to feel like this just doesn't feel right. And so in people reporting on Bravo, on Instagram, I feel that lines are definitely being crossed. And that's the thing, reporting on Bravo. Like, you are not... <laughs> I don't know, Barbara Walters? Thank you, like, thank you, thank you, like, thank you, thank people... you. That is my... my 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 man, he is a he was a reporter for the Denver Post. He won a Pulitzer for his uh, his reporting that he did while he is there, and he laughs so hard whenever I'm like, "Oh, so and so reported this on this," and he's like, "Brooke, reported? <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on." You know, it's like someone I remember the the day that Raquel posted a statement, and like every single thing I was scrolling was the. Repetition. Yeah. Oh, oh, whenever I will, I will not forget where I was the Friday when the news broke. I was sitting in the line at Chick Fil A, and it was taking forever because it was lunchtime. And so I opened up the Instagram, and it was just Tom and Raquel, Tom and Raquel, Tom and Raquel. And I still didn't even know what happened yet. And I remember making a story saying, "I just opened my feed, and it's all Tom and Raquel. What's going on?" And then now here we are. Now here so, we yeah, are. Yeah, and like and and here we are. And I even made I think I even made a post on my page that was like, I know your feeds are filled with the exact same stuff. So check out my stories. I'm not gonna bother you with it. Cause it's out of control. It really is. The reporters. I, the reporters. <laughs> I think part of the problem was a lot of these accounts got big during COVID, during the lockdown phase. Yes. And a lot of us, myself included, became sort of addicted to certain social media during that time because mm -hmm. there was not much else going on and it was sort of an escapism. No. But yeah, it kind of there it was there were sort of lines being crossed between the personal and the social and like what's real and what's not real because you were living sort of in a virtual reality for a, yeah. like a year. So it was a weird time. <laughs> really weird. Such so, like, a weird time. The phone was your lifeline to other mm -hmm. human beings. And so I see how it's gotten to this point, but I really encourage people to put their phones down 
I put mine in a drawer a lot. And then if I need it, I'm like, where did I put it? You know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But just to spend time with others who aren't on Instagram, who aren't on social Mm -hmm. media, who, you know, just just talk to people about what's going on in your life. I I feel like people have gotten so invested and Mm -hmm. I get it, but it's been three weeks. People need to chill out. We've got a whole half season in front of us. And oh my gosh, like I just got like chills. You just said we have a whole half season and I got chills. A season. (laughs) Let's enjoy watching it and let's keep it Mm -hmm. that escapism for us. It's not for them. The people who are on the show, this is their real lives. Yeah. And we got to remember that, right? Like, I don't think anyone wants to do something they can't come back from. And yeah. I the line this week for me was specifically all the stories that came out as a result of one comment Raquel made yeah. on one person's Instagram feed. I didn't know who the person was, but it was someone who came out as having recently been diagnosed as autistic mm-hmm. as an adult. And she had three hearts and wrote, I can relate. And people took that and brought it all the way towards now Raquel declares she's neurodivergent. She did not say anything like that. She never, yeah. She never said that. Um, and now she's using that as an excuse for why she carried on a months-long affair with her best friend's partner. And none of those things were said by her. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, can we chill out? And is she not allowed mm-hmm. to comment on someone else's? Yeah. Especially somebody that she did pageants with. Right. She this wasn't a stranger. Was, it's, yeah. Her. It's it's Brianna Deerdeck who is, uh, is it Rob Deerdeck from Robin Big and Ridiculousness, I think, is I the show that know. he's on that I, <laughs> that I used to watch all the time. Robin Big was like one of my favorite reality shows back in the day. Um, but yeah, so she's married to Rob. Her name's Brianna. She did pageants with Raquel, Rachel. I keep wanting to call her Rachel too. Sorry, I go back and forth on that because that's a real name. <laughs> and I keep catching myself. So she, they did their pageants together. They know each other. Pageant world is something we will all never understand or relate to. It's like professional dance. Like it's got its own little cliques and its own little quirks. And, and subculture. It, and it's oh completely. It's got culture. It's got culture issues. It's got there's that's a whole other realm. And these are two women that went through that together. And so they're on the other side of it. And they've gone through something that we can't even understand. And so you know, here's Brianna. She's you know giving her here's what's happened in her life, and something that personally happened to her. And Raquel probably said that in supporting her friend. She was not saying that, you know, I mean, we, we don't know. We don't know. We, that's the point. Is sure, we don't yeah. know. She could don't be neurodivergent, autistic, whatever. Yeah, she could have. And she if not. she is and she hasn't and she hasn't talked about it, then my goodness, like, yes, she's done a gross thing with somebody. But then that those two separate things can exist. And they, you know, like. Golly, I would want to wrap my arms around her and be like, you know, way to go going on TV. Like, she's also done if she if that is, you know, what she has or whatever. Like, I I don't feel like even if she did, she's not using it as an excuse. Yeah, you know, she's just supporting her friend and she's just yeah. saying, 
saying, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, we don't know. You know, it reminds me of like, so I have anxiety and sometimes in my head, one thing will happen and I'll like create a narrative in my head of what's going to happen as a result of this one thing. Oh my gosh, my dog just threw up. Okay, this must mm-hmm. mean that she's violently ill, that I'm going to spend the next three days in the dog hospital with her, that she's going to die, that like, I literally will go to extremes and I'll create a narrative mm-hmm. all from one thing. And the final story in my head may have nothing to do with the first thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are starting to do that with like, oh, she said this comment, therefore she means this, therefore then that means this, therefore this is what her, you know, and it all is a conspiracy and she's hired these PR, crisis PR people. And I'm like, go touch grass, please. Yeah. Like, isn't that what the kids say? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what the kids say. My, what that's what the kids say. I don't even know if they say it, but I said, yeah, they sure do. Um, I mean, that's my, like every morning that I like, once I get the kids off to school and I sit down, one of, I love to scroll through Instagram. It's just what I like to do. I like to see what's going on in pop culture world and, you know, get all the information. And so since all of this has happened, one thing that I've done is, um, I'll, I post a thing that's the picture of, uh, the movie while you were sleeping and I'll say, you know, here's what happened while you were sleeping Vanderpump edition and do a little catch up for everybody so they can kind of see what happened. Like it's a little condensed little here's, here's what's going on. Um, and so I remember that day, like I kept trying to look at what was going on and it kept coming back to the Raquel commenting thing. And it just felt so icky that I had to just keep putting my phone down and walking away and doing something else. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want to talk about it. It felt gross how people were just making the assumption and going after it. And I was just like, sometimes you just have to put your phone down and you have to go do something else. Touch grass, clean some dishes, do some laundry, go walk your dog. Like if it makes you feel a certain way, like you have to walk away from it. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like that feeling isn't happening, happening for some people. They're not getting that feeling they should be having. So like you said, like tying back to like the humanity aspect of it is, People aren't feeling that. It's it's missing. It's currently missing in action. And I mean, there is like a level of trolling that we all do as fans of the show that we, you know, either create content or laugh at content or consume content that can be mean towards yes. people on the show. But I do feel like there is a line Everyone probably has Mm -hmm. a different idea of where that line is. But for me, that line is like, create something, but don't try and put it in front of that person's face. So the only way they would find it is if they're searching for it. So like, Mm -hmm. don't tag a Bravo celebrity in a mean comment or in a mean post or or something that's unflattering towards them. They don't need to be made aware of it. And I don't care if it's like, you think that you are doing the Lord's work, that you're educating them on some topic. Like, it's yeah. just not worth it. Yeah. I, I don't think it's yeah. worth it. And I think it's just gotten to the point where, like, people, I don't know, they, they don't think that these other people are human. They're not giving them... Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, the last person that's going to say that Tom Sandoval and Raquel are, like... 
deserve a chance, but it's, you don't need to like pile on, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not up to us to be arbiters of justice or to be these sort of mm-hmm. vigilantes that are like coming yeah. in to, uh, in the name of Ariana, like she didn't <laughs> ask for this. Like this is a little bit excessive, you know, yeah. it just seems like a little bit intense. It um, is. And well, it is. <laughs> I'm glad that we got to have this talk because I felt like I've been going crazy for about two weeks. The first week I was on board, I was like, this is nuts. Oh, my God, I can consume. And then it just the anger came out. And I'll say like, I'll say like, I am still on board 100%. There's no anger there. It's still entertaining to me. I mean, yes, it's these people's lives, but it is the show that we watch. And this is why we watch it. What was this show built on? The first season was Stassi and Jackson, a giant cheating scandal. And then, you know, and Brandy and Sheena and Brandy. The first, the very first episode was about, I mean, Vanderpump rules. What is the description of it? It's a one giant cheating scandal. So yes, it sucks that it happened, but it's the show and it's what's going on. I mean, production even shut them all up, you know, gave them contracts, like stop talking about it because this is a show. And we've got to have this play out on the show. So, yeah, we just have to keep it. Just remember that it's a show. This isn't. This is not my life. This is not your life. This is not anybody that we personally know that we need justice for. Like, have fun, even though they're going through a massive breakup. Have fun. Yeah, and if you're really interested in justice, then there are plenty of causes you can use your anger towards. There are- so many there are so many you know i wish people would put this energy towards like i know figuring out who their member of congress is calling them figuring out who their state rep is what bills are in front of their state legislature how do they feel about them you know it's there's so much that to be angry about that you can Mm -hmm. put energy in that you could actually make a difference in in the united states as a voter i'm you know not speaking on behalf of people that live elsewhere, although there are ways <laughs> to influence every political process. And I just, I don't understand um, taking yeah. all your anger and putting it here. Um, yeah. Want to get into this week's Vanderpump Rules episode. Okay. So I have so many questions for you. I'm going to start, <laughs> though, in an unlikely place. James Kennedy. Oh, my goodness. I am so glad that you were starting with this. Okay, so <laughs> I- want to know how you think, if you think, his relationship with Allie differs from previous relationships we've seen him in, including his five-year-long relationship with Raquel and relationship before that with Kristen Doty. Okay. Um, he's grown. He has grown. I Like last night, I said, I even made a Twilight Zone reel about it. I said to myself... <laughs> Oh my gosh. I like, I like Jay. Like he's growing. He has, I mean, how old was he when he started this show? He was in his early twenties. Like 21, 22. Yeah. We've like literally watched him grow. And it's like, now we're seeing him turn into this person that we've always wanted him to be. That we knew is, it's like, you knew it was in there, but he had to get out. He had to have the Kristen Doty relationship, which was volatile AF. That was insane to watch i just watched that season last week and when they're at the wedding and he's you know she hits him and then like 
he spits on her he's door. Moving out, and then he spits on the door. It's Ugh. like in in and whenever they're having the serious conversation and he's like, all I did was kiss her. And then it like cuts to him in his interview and he's like, I totally hooked up with her. You know, it's like he, he is an F was an F boy to the max as the kids call him. Um, and then he had the relationship with Raquel. And I think that that relationship started teaching it. You know how we have those relationships where you learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that was his Raquel relationship. And I don't think, I think her true colors really started to come out as like towards the end of their relationship. Um, and I just, I don't know. I have this feeling that Allie is good for him for, you know, from what we see on the show, like it looks like, I mean, he's calling her to tell her that Raquel showed up at boys night. He's mad that there's other girls there. Like he would have never cared before. But now he is taking her feelings into consideration, which is a big step, like for a human to care about somebody else's emotions. I mean, that's a that's caring right there. And to see him do that. Like, I just want to give him a big old hug, like, way to go, man. Yeah. And I never thought I would say that. I never thought so either. I mean, his relationship, especially also with with Raquel was like emotionally abusive it felt like like the things he would message her and there is no excuse for that whatsoever and I can see I can imagine only imagine what that did to her psyche right Mm -hmm. and the vulnerable place she must have been when she ended it like when she ended the relationship with him I think she was scared and I remember like an interview she did where she had to like plan an escape kind of and that that's not a great place to be but watching him communicate with Allie and her Mm -hmm. set boundaries and him respect the boundaries is like oh okay yep okay maybe maybe this is the right match I don't know yeah but what I love about these shows is how complex these people are they're and Mm -hmm. and what I don't like is when viewers are like this person's good this person's bad like no one person is all good or all bad it's and I don't want to go into like historical figures here, right? Who've done, t- you know, we don't need to go into like Pol Pot or whatever. But like, you know, James Kennedy has good in him and he has a lot of bad mm-hmm. in him. And it's quite fascinating yeah. watching him grow up. And I also mm-hmm. happen to think he's one of the most entertaining people to ever have been he, on TV, ever. He is. I mean, his. And it's so funny because I think Lala said the other day, I can't remember when it was. It was on one of the pods. I've been listening to all the podcasts. I got to get all the info. Um, She said that she always fast forwards to the James parts. And I'm like, his like interviews, his, what do they call them? Like the cut parts, whatever, are always so entertaining. Yeah, confessionals. Yeah, the confessionals. They're always so gosh darn entertaining. And I'll tell you, when Sean and I went to LA for the first time together, we were visiting his best friend, Lily, that she, you know, she lives in that area. And we went and we ate somewhere that's by Sir uh, Gracias Madres, I think it was. Anyways, oh, I've we were been waiting. there. Okay. Yeah. We went there. Okay. It's like a we vegan. Were... Yeah. 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 Vegan, yeah, yeah. like Mexican. And it's got like the gorgeous, the gorgeous patio. And they've got yes. like the drinks with the CBD in them and everything. Yes. So we're standing outside. And she happens to be a Vanderpump, Vanderpump fan as well. 
And all of a sudden, you know, she's used to living there. So she's used to celebrity sightings. So she just kind of nudges me on the arm and she's like, look over there. And I see from my left coming down the sidewalk, a drunk James Kennedy <gasps> just walking all crazy. He's yelling <laughs> at somebody on his phone. He needs to cross the street, but there's all these people who are waiting for valet. He like walks through like a bush thing, it, like out in the street, a car almost hits him. And he's just like yelling at somebody on the phone. And I just turn and look at them. I'm like, that was the best celebrity sighting I have ever had. I just got to see drunk James Kennedy. Like, I'm done. That I'm good. I'm good. That's all I needed. <laughs> oh, man. I really do hope he gets sober, though. Like, because I think I, he's so funny yeah. on his own. He's so, he's so entertaining. Yeah. Um, and I mean sober, sober, not just like the California yeah. sober. Like, let's see mm-hmm. what he is without any of that stuff. And I yeah. find him entertaining. I think he'll be able He's to hilarious. continue to yeah. create music and DJ. Like, he doesn't need mm-hmm. all that stuff. It only seems to cause yeah. problems. So apparently, he has a good uh, DJ career. That like I saw some yeah, he was uh, just in I DC. Shared, yeah, I shared a. There were these two guys that broke down the whole scandal just in guys' terms. And it was like one guy breaking it down for his friend. Are those his like friend sports has guys? No clue. Yes. Yeah. He, the friend has like no clue who any of these people are. But the guy says DJ James Kennedy. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with his work. Like he's, you know, there's more to him outside of Vanderpump Rules. So I think that's pretty interesting. So, yeah, I I just can't wait to watch him grow more. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I find him so funny. Never thought I would say that, and there we are. <laughs> no, I've always found him entertaining, even when I completely disagree with, like, the body shaming yeah. and, like, everything. It's just there's something about him that I can't help but laugh at. Like, when he was like, Bumptini! <laughs> and he's like, I remember <laughs> the scenario. But it's just, like, it's so, it's such a funny image in my mind. Um, Bumptini! <laughs> um Oh my gosh. Okay. Here's another question. And this is kind of getting more into the meat of the episode. But how do you feel about sort of the scenario with like Jamie, the bridesmaid who doesn't have a room in the resort that Sheena's getting married in? And Katie Mm -hmm. does have a room in that resort. And they want to kind of buy her out and she can stay elsewhere so that Jamie can be closer to the bridal party. Yeah. And you've got Ariana kind of trying to like negotiate between Sheena and Katie. And like, where did you kind of side with all of this? Well, here's the thing that bothered me about that situation. I already know because of social media that they, Katie ends up not staying at the hotel. Like I know the end result. So, okay, I I didn't like it. You know, like, like her and Christina Kelly were like, I know that they stayed in a different resort. Like, we already know that happened because of Instagram. So like, during that whole fight, like, I just kind of didn't have interest in it. Because you already know it's gonna I already knew it was gonna happen. So I don't know, I feel like Katie had to make it tough for her because that's just what Katie does. And her and Sheena aren't the best of friends. So I felt like she was doing that to just make it tough. And then she's going to end up giving in. It's like, that's just kind of what I took from that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did yeah, not know that, any of that. that other stuff. Thing, yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's the, th- that's the thing about like social media. Some of these things, like 
get ruined. I mean, that was my honestly look down at the phone and scroll time. So I'm like, eh, this, this fight's kind of pointless. <laughs> What's going on out there? So they don't normally break the fourth wall, but what isn't being said is that they're all going to Mexico so they can film and get camera time. And if you're not mm-hmm. in the episode, I don't think you get paid for it. And so mm-hmm. there's a reason Allie is coming, I think, with James, although I'm not sure if she's getting paid for the show or not. But like, even though she's not part of the wedding, there's a reason Christina Kelly and Katie are going down to Mexico, even though they're not partaking in Sheena's wedding. So mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like telling Katie that she has to leave or move is sort of saying, we don't care if you get paid in this. And yeah, and for her and a newly divorced woman, like she needs to guarantee her own paycheck. So personally, as someone who's very type A and on top of things, I get quite annoyed when people don't follow directions and are behind and then we all have to fix their mess because they didn't mm-hmm. book their hotel room in time. Like for me, whoever this Jamie person is, like this is her fault and she yeah. can fix it. And it's not up to the bride to fix it. And it's not mm-hmm. up to the other wedding party people to fix it. It's up to her to exactly. fix it. Because she's exactly. the one that fucked up. And so why yep. should Katie have to leave her room and her plans mm-hmm. and change them all because Jamie didn't get her act together? Yeah. And I think like she even said that at one point. She's like, I I purchased, I don't know where this bridesmaid was whenever Sheena was hounding us to get them. Exactly. I sure did. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. if it's your wedding, you shouldn't have to worry about that. And I would as if I were the bridesmaid, I would feel really shitty putting this on the bride. Really, exactly. Really shitty. Yeah. Yeah, So that's where I'm at with that. Um, So, oh my gosh, this pool party. Did you think it was weird when Raquel told James Tom Sandoval is throwing a pool party? Okay. I thought, I thought you were about to ask about like her little photo shoot that she had. Oh, her little like like, walk. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was very weird. That was very cringe. That was weird. And I, you know, immediately, of course, we all were like, what? All of our ears perked up um, whenever she said, oh, yeah, it's it's Tom Sandoval's. And Sandoval said, you're invited. He told me that. If we wouldn't have known any of this stuff going on, that would have not mattered at all. Like, we wouldn't have even noticed it. It would have been a thing. It would have just been skimmed over. But now there's so much weight in those words. And it was like, oh, that's weird. That's weird. That's. Yeah. I still think I would have thought it was weird that she said Tom Sandoval's pool party and not yeah. Tom and Ariana's pool party. Because everyone yeah. else was like, yeah, Tom and Ariana, Tom and Ariana. Ariana. Like, Ariana's like, I'm having a pool party. It's yeah. just weird to leave out the other human being that lives at yeah. that address and that, that owns lives. the pool. <laughs> that was supposedly becoming, like, her best friend during this time. This is the time when, like... Ariana was really there for her and like really stepping in as a friend that we're not like, and I know they're not even showing a lot of it on, I mean, they are, but like not to the extent of like Ariana taking Raquel in and being like, stay at my house. Let me, how can I help you? How can I help you? I, and it was, well, I mean, yeah. And Oh, Tom Sandoval's house. Come on over. Like, I do wonder how much of it was like Ariana bringing her in 
and how much mm-hmm. of it is, is her like needing things all the time in friendships. Yeah. But Ariana's going through a really rough time. She just lost her dog at age mm-hmm. 18. My God. I know. And I then can't we even. know that her grandma or grandfather, someone died in her family mm-hmm. who she was very close with. Um, mm-hmm. We know that's coming up. So, like, was she there for Ariana or is this sort of a one-way thing? Like, oh, poor little Raquel needs help. Yeah. And, you know, I always think that's a red flag in a relationship yeah. when someone's always taking and not not giving. Exactly. And I don't, I don't think that it doesn't seem like, you know, Raquel was really helping out with that. It was just kind of, it was, it was a one, it seemed to be like a one-way thing. I mean, obviously she didn't even acknowledge Ariana and her pool party that she's throwing. (laughs) So so weird. Um, When, you know, okay, so a lot of people who have been watching have a lot of feelings about Lala and how Lala has been treating Raquel. What do you make of Lala's treatment of Raquel this episode, but also historically? Yeah. I think that like in this episode that we just had, the get over it, get over it about the fact that her and James hooked up in the beginning of Raquel's relationship, I think is a little harsh. That I mean, that is a big deal. That is her fiance, somebody that she was engaged to, cheated on her with this person that she's sitting across from. I personally would not be able, like I would be able to forgive but I wouldn't be able to forget like that's a hard thing that is hard. And I think that, you know, Lala cracks me up. She is fantastic TV. I think she is hilarious. Um, but I think her treatment of Raquel has gone a little far. I mean, the, I just wish she would have stopped the get over it. Like I wish she would have a little bit of sympathy and, not remorse, but I mean, I guess rem- like feel bad. It's like she doesn't feel bad. It's like, yeah, we that's so get over it. Yeah. No, I can't get over that. Lala, I feel like is one of those people who because she was sort of bullied when she was on the show and had mm-hmm. to work so hard to earn the respect of her castmates and then eventual friendships with them that she feels the need to do that to everyone else that's new and coming on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm going to toughen you up and see if you can hang or something. And I just yeah. feel like that's so yeah. dumb and annoying and it we is. don't need to watch that. Yeah. And it's not your job to like make mm-hmm. these people tough and you don't need to be mm-hmm. a dick. And I think I yeah. think she bullies people because she's deeply insecure. Mm-hmm. And well, she, it's what, yeah, and it's what yeah. was it's what was done to her. I mean, I, it was what was done to again, her. Be, yeah, and like, you know, re, what, who was it? It was Katie and Sheena were terrible to her in the beginning. So it's like, that's what she knows. And she's a product of that. And so that's what she's going to do to Raquel. And then she just really cannot stand Raquel. And it's very obvious. So I don't think she's ever going to let, especially now, she's never going to let up. I mean, it's going to be a constant. Well, now there's like a the reason to be Yeah, now there's Raquel. a reason. Now, like, it's never going to happen. That ship is... But- But back then, it was like, what the hell is going on? I just think she comes across so, like, hypocritical and this, like, whole, like, being upset about mistress. But then to see Raquel be like, you're the mistress and the bimbo mistress. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, if we didn't know, if we didn't know about 
and it's it's just interesting. Our perspectives have completely changed. But like, if we didn't know about all of this stuff going on that uh, Raquel was doing, I would have felt terrible for her. Like, I would have felt terrible and. But oh, my shirt is completely unbuttoned. Sorry about that. I was watching no. you. <laughs> no, no, no. And if anyone, I wasn't even like paying attention. Yeah. I mean, if she just like was, you know, saying this stuff and is not a complete relationship wrecker, I would have felt bad. But like knowing that she's saying that while she's actively, you know, wrecking, being a home wrecker, like, Give it to her, Lala. Like, go. Just go. <laughs> I feel like if anyone has a reason to be pissed at her, it would be Katie for yeah. going after yeah. Schwartz. And mm-hmm. Katie's not being, like, Katie's just like, I don't fuck with you anymore. Like, I yeah. tried, and She's I so good at that. didn't like She's what I like, saw. I just, Katie has mm-hmm. boundaries, and I really mm-hmm. respect her for having them. And everyone thinks she's, like, a sourpuss and an ass and a, you know, mean person. But it actually, she's been treated so poorly by Tom Schwartz, mm-hmm. and he's so fucking charismatic that mm-hmm. everyone, like, overlooks how terribly he treated her and what that yep. must do to her in a relationship after all those years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's so she's so good at, and I wish that I was able to do this, she's so good at, like, you know, this happened and it sucks, or you suck, but I'm not going to let it, like, come into my little circle that I have of happiness. I'm trying to protect my happiness. I'm trying to protect my well-being. I'm trying to protect my light because I don't want it to dim. And she's so good about just letting it go. Not letting it go, just moving on. Yeah. It's not going to benefit me to dwell on it. And I just... I didn't agree in the beginning of the season and I do now with the whole like telling Tom Schwartz who he can and can't date. I didn't I understand know. it, but the way she explains it now is like, I wasn't telling him who he can and can't. I was just saying, if we want to stay friends, which he was saying he wanted to do, he's like, I want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to miss out on the friendship that we had throughout this marriage. Then she's like, okay, well to make it still work, then we just need to have some ground rules and this is my mm-hmm. boundary. You can't date yeah. someone in our friend group because that will make me uncomfortable and then I won't continue the friendship with you. And yeah. so he was the one that said he wanted a friendship with her and then agreed to the ground rules. And mm-hmm. then it, <laughs> it was acting Went as if right she's on. nuts <laughs> with like a, going, the boundaries were set, they were very clear he ignored them and expected her to just get over it. And I'm sorry. I am so fucking sick of these Toms and their like inability to behave as functioning adults. I know. Well, it's a sheesh. It's like a Bravo thing. They find these guys. I mean, think about like Kyle. Sorry. Oh, like Kyle. I mean, you know, let's, let's go (laughs) right there. Think about, all of the guys that are on these shows just can't adult. They can't be. What did what did uh, Jerry O'Connell say after the whole news broke that oh, be a man. these are just boys? They're yeah, boys. they they don't know how to be a man. They yes, they can probably hold jobs and they can you know function in the corporate not corporate world, but you know in business. But whenever it comes to 
maintaining a grown-up, mature relationship with a woman or man, whichever they prefer, they are completely unable to do it. They're completely not capable. And uh, let's go into Kyle for a second. And, and let's let's just okay. pivot to Summer House, unless there's anything okay. major on Vanderpump Rules that we didn't cover. I mean, I feel like we covered we covered it all. We didn't really touch on Jackson, uh, Brittany. Did you oh watch, my watch God. What let's, Okay, wait. Let's let's okay, touch okay. on them before we. Um, so they have a new podcast that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they was did. like developed within the last two weeks? I have. I have a feeling it was. I have a feeling that when because when when did Jack say I'll see you soon? Watch what happens live. It was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that once they realized that they were, they had a window of opportunity, they were like, what can we do? What can we do? Let's do this. Um, and they did fantastic on Watch What Happens Live. I was entertained. I laughed. Um, and again, that was part of like the Twilight Zone was I liked Jax. I was entertained by him. I was entertained by Brittany. Like I enjoyed seeing them on Watch What Happens Live last night. I mean, he did say, hey, I don't have a leg to stand on. And exactly. Like, it's he like, was like he, I yeah. did terrible things too, right? Like, terrible. Yeah. So it, it's interesting that they're still together. Do you think the fact that they're still together is because they're not on the show anymore? Yes. Do you think completely. if they were to be brought back that it would change the dynamic? I, I think it would change the dynamic, but I don't think that like for the bad, I don't think they would separate over it. I think that it would, I mean, they seem like they've, taken their time away to like really build their relationship. That's what it seemed like last night. They seemed like they're a great team, a great partnership. They've gone through raising a baby that's now a toddler, which like, I mean, that's the ultimate team building exercise (laughs) is raising a child together. So, and that's, and that's like their common love that they have too. Like they love being parents. Um, or at least that's what they portray on that's what social they said. media. They said, you like, know, I mean, on the show, really, yeah, like that's what it looks like. And so, I mean, they're a team. If Jax doesn't fuck around and find out, like they could stay great if he just stays the straight and narrow, you know, and doesn't go back to like, oh, I'm on TV, Jax. Yeah, it does feel like so. in order to grow up emotionally. You have, you have to, to get, take a step away. Take a step away. Um, yep. The only person that seems to continuously mature is Ariana. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone else. Yep. And Katie. Katie has matured a lot, too. Yeah. Katie, yep. And it's like, and then Kristen and Stassi, like, they had to go away. They had to go had away to. completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they're, like, I thoroughly enjoy, like, I love Stassi's podcast. I am a huge Stassi fan. Because My dog is named Stassi. Are, okay, well, there we go. Like, even, <laughs> even before, like, all of this happened, like, and it, this is what's so interesting. And this, uh, this really, these podcasts changed my perspective of how I see them. Um, podcast Stassi and Vanderpump Rules Stassi were two completely different people. Yeah. And so, like, it was really interesting to see that. Um, but yeah, like, and it's like now, now that she's taken that step away, it's like, she's just now that person that Vanderpump Rules Stassi is gone and same with Kristen and same with Jax. I feel like Brittany's still the same. Yeah. Just Brittany's a true still the same. I think Jax <laughs> has some of the same tendencies 
still like the yeah. fact that he still gets in fights. I think Brittany still mm-hmm. makes excuses for him. Um, mm-hmm. I think Kristen still seems to sometimes have toxic relationships still like, yeah, you know, I think Stassi really has actually kind of moved mm-hmm. beyond but she mm-hmm. took the most time away and she has removed herself yeah. the most from mm-hmm. Vanderpump rules. And I think the whole like, oh, we're all having babies at the same time. So like she was close with all of the people that were pregnant and then they all had babies mm-hmm. together and then, you know, all of that. And then when stuff went down with her wedding in Rome, she was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm reminded about yep. these toxic Why? people and I actually need to make my circle smaller and I'm mm-hmm. just not going to fuck with them anymore. And yep. nothing against them. We're just, I'm not going to have people that close to me in my life that have the ability to be that toxic and mm-hmm. and hurt me. And I think yeah. that's a brilliant it really is realization to have. And I think that's what most of us growing up is like, you don't always keep yeah. everyone from your a you know, friends at 21 to when you're 40. It's, it's not the same. And yeah. And I appreciate, I appreciate um, the growth that, that she's had. I really do. Cause I, I don't really listen to her podcast, but I listened to the one when she came back to kind of hear what she had to say. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't read her book. And then I listened to the one that she did about the Scandaval, and that was very insightful, I thought. It was. Yeah, it really so. was. It was, inter- it was interesting to hear how she, like, it really, like, from her point of view and how she was, like, I, it would have to, they would have to pay me a ton to go back on that show. And, like, it was interesting to hear that. That's when I real like, I knew she was removed from everything, but hearing her reaction to everything really put it like all together she said she would never go back on the show but that the pain it would be um she would get paid have to get paid a lot to be on a documentary documentary that's what about the show like she was very clear and it would have to be six figures six figures six figures yep just like ariana said what's her price (laughs) yes exactly okay let's um go to summer house so okay summer house i have not watched the most recent episode so they have a studio 54 as party which is yes ever it does not (laughs) come to fruition because gabby isn't the best planner of the party like there's no alcohol that's the one okay at the end of at the end of the last episode that's when they were like do you have your alcohol? And she's like, what? What food are we having? Huh? Like, so <laughs> okay. that I think, and there's no music. Like, it's like that oh, whole thing. But the big part of it is this big sit down between Kyle and Carl, where I thought it was edited a bit weirdly, but they sort of come to this agreement that the issue that's going on is that their respective partners don't get along with each other. And that's impacting their friendship. But I actually don't think that's the case. No, I mean, <laughs> Kyle does not like Lindsay. Right. And and Carl like, says, like, I feel like you don't like Lindsay. And I feel like you don't like me and Lindsay together. And then I kid you not, Kyle is like, you're trying, you're like reading for things that aren't there. And Carl then is like, maybe I'm, in my head. maybe I am, right? Oh and God. so it's, It'll be so interesting watching this reunion 
because Carl hits the nail on the head every time. Now, what happens after this is Paige then gabs to Lindsay and Lindsay's like, well, Amanda said we were moving too fast. And she goes, yeah, but your best friend said that too. And Danielle, Danielle, she exposes Danielle. So then Danielle and Lindsay and Lindsay's like, why the fuck are you talking to me? And they like argue a little bit. And then um, and then they're okay because she's like, Lindsay's like, okay, I love you. But just like, don't I don't want to hear it from other people. Like if you have something to say, say it to me. And they end in an okay place. But then (laughs) at the end of the evening, a group of people want to go out to Montauk. You can tell Lindsay is itching to go out and dance or whatever she likes to do when she's Mm -hmm. out. And Carl doesn't want to go. And she doesn't seem to feel comfortable for whatever reason going out without him. And I don't know if this is a pact that they've made because of Summer House, because of his sobriety, because of like whatever but it's clear Mm -hmm. that she will not go without him and everyone reads this as like oh she resents him but she won't tell him she resents him for like not drinking or not whatever it is and that was Mm -hmm. the first time I saw something that felt a little bit unhealthy it could be explained away with like we made a pact that we would never go out without one another because I don't want to leave him alone in a a house full of drunk people But Mm -hmm. if she really wants to go out and dance or whatever she wants to do, I feel like she should be able to do that in a relationship. And it doesn't mean that there's a problem. Yeah. 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 That's a tough one. So it kind of looked like a glimpse of codependency in a way Mm -hmm. that I hadn't seen it before. Yeah. Which I can. I mean, I... This is so terrible to admit, but I mean, I am a complete, like I have codependency issues. Mm -hmm. And so I can kind of see where she would be coming from in this new relationship. She's in love with this man. She's been in love with this man and she doesn't want to like leave him. And so I can kind of see like why she would feel like that, but it is unhealthy. Um, But yeah, that's interesting. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch last week's episode. Or when was it? It was Monday. So yeah. What do you think oh, of interesting. Amanda? So you saw her whole I, meltdown, yes. all of her tears. I saw the which which I get. Like I feel like she means well, and so I feel like she was. She's like a, a sensitive soul. She, so she was caught off guard. I mean, you saw it in her face. Yeah, she sat up and she was like, "What?" Like that really it did hurt her. Like she doesn't want to be the person that's not trustworthy because that's who she likes to be so i can understand that but i feel like it got blown way out of proportion like most things on summer house that happened after sundown and dinners and drinks um but i feel like it was like blown way out of proportion oh yeah i feel like she doesn't always mean to but she weaponizes those tears as soon as the tears come out it doesn't matter what she has done that could have hurt someone. When she's hurt, everyone runs to her. And yeah. I feel like, yes, she tried to apologize to Lindsay about what she said at the reunion, but it doesn't pass the smell test for me. On Watch What Happens Live, yeah. when she was asked about that, she was like, yeah. I don't say he works for us, like we're the employer and he's the employee. I was like, we all work together. And I'm like, 
words matter. And those words aren't the same as the words that you said. You said he works Mm -hmm. for us and she taints him. So like, why can't you just own that you don't like her and you don't like them together? I know. As it's opposed like they, to, um, yeah, just being like, hey, I don't want it. And it's like, not only do they not like each other, it's just causing this whole rift. That, that's all. I mean, like, what else is going on the show besides that? That's all the show is right now. <laughs> and it seems like Lindsay is the only person on the show that's trying to navigate Carl's sobriety using professional help. Very true. Like, if I, I've said this before, but like, if I was Kyle and Carl was as good of a friend as I claimed he was to me, I -hmm. would seek professional help, whether that be through therapists, through Al-Anon, through something to learn more about what it means to be sober for my exactly. friend and to learn about ways to support them and mm-hmm. just to try and understand like how one creates a sober lifestyle and how I could be yeah. supportive of that. Because yeah, like if he, all the things he was saying was true, like Carl was showing up to work coked up and whatever, like yeah. then he clearly had a very serious problem. He did say, he's like, I would end up dead without making yeah. this choice. So then why, if you're such a good friend, aren't you doing... If you're such a good friend, yeah. Everything you can. Yeah. One, why aren't you doing something? Why aren't you doing everything you can to try and support your friend? And two, why are you bringing up the past? Mm -hmm. Why are you sitting at a table and talking about something from, what was it, like a year and a half ago? Two years ago? When did he get sober? He got sober in like January of 20... 21? Or 20. Or 2022. Oh, or 2020. I keep forgetting that it's 2023. (laughs) 2021, I think. why would you bring up, one, you're not going to go out of your way to to try and support your friend, but two, you're also going to bring up some really crappy old things that are probably haunting him. Like, he, that probably killed him to hear his best friend say that on TV. He showed up, coked out, so coked out that guess what he did? He forgot his laptop. laptop. Like, oh my gosh, like that's what he did? Oh, okay. Which that suck. Like, you're bringing it up for that to emphasize that he forgot his computer. I thought that the actually worst part of it was when he said the world needs to know. Because that indicated to me that he knew. I missed that. He said that? Mm-hmm. Because I missed that part. when that's- Danielle was telling him to be quiet, and he was like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to be quiet. The world needs to know. And that means like, why does the world, why does the know? world need to know? God. Because you did something for your friend, and he's not mm-hmm. feeling indebted enough to you. That's why you think the world needs to know. And that, to me, tracks is nastier yeah. than even saying what he said, because it's not just what he said. He said, I'm going to talk about his addiction in the worst moments of his life. And then I'm going to say it's because everyone should know what a great person yeah. I am. Um, I'm going to say something and you can leave this in or edit it out. I don't um, usually edit things but, out. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. If you'd like to leave it in, go right on ahead. Um, whenever I took over the account that I currently have on Instagram, 
Um, the previous page runner and Kyle had a lot of very in-depth conversations in the DMs. And I was a huge Kyle fan until I took over this page and read a lot of the DMs and a lot of the stuff that he said about his castmates. Ooh. Would you feel comfortable yeah. sharing anything that he said about his castmates, even broadly? Um, it, He just didn't have kind things to say about anybody. Yep. And especially... He hated Hannah, obviously. Yeah. Hannah and Paige. He had a Hannah, Paige, and Lindsay. He just had. He did not like them. He didn't like them at all. He had just not nice things to say about them. Really, all of the girls except his wife. Yeah. Yeah. So. So did he say- I, ha- I I haven't gone back through and read a lot of the DMs, but that was one that I Ooh. went back and read because, of course, I'm like, ooh. Who from these bra- who brought what Bravo celebrities are in these DMs? That's kind of what I looked for whenever I first took over was what Bravo celebrities are in here and what have they said? And Kyle was like one of the first ones, super active. They had lots of conversations back and forth, and he just had a lot of not nice things to say. And it was I was such a Kyle fan before that, and I was like. No, I liked him. I felt like he was kind of harmless. Like, yeah, he cheated on on um, Amanda, but Mm -hmm. and he could be kind of mean to her. But like they Mm -hmm. kind of she also would kind of give it back to him. Like she broke all of his stuff. You know, their relationship. That's That's their their unhealthy relationship. And they choose to be in that. Right. Mm -hmm. But watching him this season and the things he said about Carl, I'm like, okay, no, there's actually a problem with you. You have a yeah. complex where you that, think the, the Kyle, this season is yes. like, I feel like that's his true. That's his like, true. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you feel like people should be indebted to any mm-hmm. kind of decision you ever make. Mm-hmm. And that you need to yep. be put on a pedestal for like, look at how great of a boss and how great of a friend Kyle is. Yep. Also, I think Carl yep, has yep, just yep. changed so much as a human being. He really, like he's, and that's, a, that's an example right there. He's somebody that has grown while on Bravo. He's turned into the man that he needs to be. Yeah. While the rest are still being boys. boys. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Anything else that's happening in the Bravo universe? Are you Let's following started, Southern Charm? I feel like you're, like, into all of the, yeah, like, yeah, I'm non-Housewives into, like, the shows. shows. Yeah, not – well, you know what? I did start Ultimate Girls Trip. They released the first three episodes today. I How watched the it? first one. I kind of fell asleep during two and three. Um, good. Okay, let me say this. I have always been a Heather. Okay, I like Salt Lake. I have always been Team Heather. I have been a Heather Gay fan. I went to BravoCon and just applauded the crap out of her whenever they did the Salt Lake panel. Um, between Black Eye and what I have witnessed so far on the Ultimate Girls trip, I don't think I'm a Heather fan anymore. Yeah. And I'm really upset about it. I know. She's someone who... I had a question about just a little bit her performance after the first season at the reunion that was like so crazy about Lisa and she was so nasty about Lisa Barlow that I was like, what is up with you that you can't control how angry you are right now? Like it just seemed like, oh, see, and I thought I thought that it was her still carrying that stuff from college. And being the I thought that's that's what I saw it as was that, you know, 
Lisa was the popular girl. Heather was not the popular girl. And not only was Lisa, Lisa the popular girl, she kind of was rude to Heather. So it's like, here's the popular girl in school that's always given me a hard time and I'm never going to like her and I'm going to carry it with me forever because it's it's done some stuff to me. Like it, I carry that. Like it's always going to be there. And so that's where, that's what I took from that and was like, okay, I guess I can see that. So I also thought that could be it. I was like, it's either that mm-hmm. or like she may just be having an off moment. But then at the season two reunion, she also was really excessive. Like how she behaved at reunions. I, don't, I, don't I felt I like watched. she was kind of nasty. Was two the one where was two the one where Jinshaw had the big purple feathers? Yes. Okay, I think I and Mary fell out of it. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I was Mary. I'm pretty sure I was Mary. I'm pretty sure I checked out and fell asleep. Wait, was that also the one where Mary tried to catch the uh, the snow with her tongue and then realized that it wasn't really snow? Yes. <laughs> That's one of it my was, favorite moments. It was a great uh, thing. Like it, so with Heather, I was kind of like, oh, this is weird again. Like, why is okay, she, so she did it again. kind of just extra aggressive at these reunions? She can't, like, it seems so, it, it's not that she's so aggressive. It's that it's so different from what she looks like the rest of the season. So it's just like, where is the discrepancy happening? And then as soon as she got in that fight with Whitney, I was like thinking I would be on Heather's side and that Whitney was someone who would be manipulative to get like, I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. I actually think Mm -hmm. Whitney's being honest and Heather is like, this isn't what we agreed to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I remember. So Bravo con, I think there were, I think we were one episode in to Salt Lake when BravoCon happened Um, because that like the push hadn't happened yet. Um, And so like the crew that I was with, um, I was with Bravo House Vibes and then real Bravo housemates. We had all just met and like we were all sitting in this thing together. We're all Heather fans and it was fantastic. That panel was amazing. It was like a reunion. Cause it was the, the two sides, like it was, you know, the two couches against each other. And even then I was like, Heather, Heather, Heather. And then it was like, we all went home. Everybody was in love with Heather. That was at BravoCon. And it's like, we all went home and then it all started happening. The push happened and it was like, Oh man, I really didn't want that to happen. <laughs> well, just I wanted like- to stay. I wanted to be against Whitney and I wanted to be a Heather fan. And now I love Whitney to absolute pieces. She I like amazing. Whitney too. And I feel like yep. Heather, the biggest issue with me was just her, how hard she rode for Jen Shaw, but how quickly yep. she turned on others for things that were nowhere near as bad as ripping off the elderly. Like, oh my God, she ripped off the elderly. Like, <laughs> it's like she I can't. admittedly, admittedly ripped off the elderly. Like, she oh. is in federal prison. Like, that's how bad she did. But she's so quick to like, sorry, I have dogs that are about to bark. Um, but she's so quick to just, you know, go off on everybody else for little things that are nowhere near federal prison for six years. Is it six years? I think it is six years. Yeah. Six yeah. and a half? Yeah. Something like that. Something she's like that. Here in, te- here in Texas. Oh my god! Oh, this is like the, the so ultimate girls trip. I am excited to start, but I'm it's a little nervous good. because of the Leah McSweeney stuff. Like, there's something about her that I yeah get energy that I'm uncomfortable with. Yeah. 
Can I spoil um, something or no oh, for the yeah. first episode? Okay, so she this this is I mean it jumps right into the drama. Um, as soon as they get to the house, they're all kind of like sitting and like a lot of them have met each other. Some of them haven't met each other. Um, and Heather is talking to Portia and Candace, I think, or maybe it was oh nope, it was definitely Giselle that was there and. I might not watch the shows, but I know the people. <laughs> so she's like, oh, yeah, Leah's going to be here. I'm so excited. And they're talking about, like, who all's coming. And she says something about Leah. And she's like, guys, we should totally get Leah drunk. We need to get Leah wasted. And they're like, but I, Wait, who I think says that? she's sober. Heather. She <gasps> looks at Giselle. She looks at and she's like, we need to get her just wasted. And they're like, but I think I think she's sober. And she and they're like, and she's like, yeah, but we we just need to. I heard she's a hoot. Like we just need to get her absolutely wasted. And then right then, Leah walks up, and Giselle not having a filter. So Leah walks up. She introduces her. You know, hi, I'm Leah. Da da da. And Heather's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I watch your show. I've read your book. And then Giselle goes, yeah, she was just talking about how she wants to get you wasted. And Leah's like, I'm sorry, what? And she mm-hmm. goes, yeah, like, I want to get you wasted. And Leah's like, but you've read my book and you know that I struggle with, like, addiction. Why would you say that? And so then there's that whole, like, that just kind of starts everything. That's the first bit of drama Ooh. is Heather wanting to get Leah wasted, even though she's read her book and knows that she struggles with addiction. And so it's like right in. And then they're mad at Giselle because Giselle's got the big mouth and has to talk about it. So it's right off the bat. So much yeah. drama. I, I'm trying to figure out what makes me uncomfortable about Leah, but I think it's that she has a little bit of sort of two other characters that sometimes make me uncomfortable. One is Lala in that like she'll act like she knows a lot about a topic, but doesn't actually know a lot about that topic and yeah. tries to speak on behalf of it. Like Lala's trying to speak on behalf of the family court system, but I feel like she doesn't yeah. know as much as she's coming fully understand. Yeah. Although yeah. I, I like support what she's trying to do. Yes, I fantastic. feel like her heart is in the right place. With she Leah, needs to be a little bit more educated while she's doing. Yes, when Leah yes. is going th- was going through her conversion, and I'm happy that she went through the conversion to to Judaism. She made a comment that I thought was extremely offensive as a Jewish person, where she's like, "Oh, I'm doing this the real way," meaning she was going through an Orthodox conversion. And I'm sorry if you are going through an Orthodox conversion. And you do not plan on living an Orthodox lifestyle, as in you are not keeping kosher, you are not following Shabbat, you are not following all of the holidays, then why the fuck are you going through that kind of a conversion? Mm -hmm. And then how dare you say that that's sort of the real way or imply that's the real way to be Jewish? Especially if that's not the kind of if you're not going, yeah, and even if you are. It's a rude yeah. thing to say because there is no one way to be Jewish. And yeah. I think it's really shitty to kind of imply someone's a good Jew or a bad Jew based on how observant yeah, they are. Because it's much more than just a religion, as hopefully people mm-hmm. have learned through listening to my podcast. Um, <laughs> and then the other person that she reminds me a little bit of is Bronwyn. And Bronwyn gives me the most ick energy. And I like, I literally can't. I can't like anything about her just like it's too much for me and it, it, she like cro- she doesn't respect boundaries she mm-hmm. is too um she needs too much from us as like an audience and it's just 
I just get like the heebie-jeebies kind of. I don't know how else to explain yeah. it, and I get no, that I, a little I, bit. I get it. From, like I said, like yeah. I don't, I don't watch the show, but I'm aware of everybody that has been on the shows, and I know a lot of the stuff about what has happened. And Bronwyn is one that said, like, it's the like with the attacking Raquel for the comment. Like, I just have to put my phone down because it gives me the ick feeling that I yeah. just want to. I don't. I don't want to go there. I don't want to know. I don't want to talk about. I want to. I want something else in my mind. Not that. Totally. And the thing that pisses me off the most is that like I wanted to be super excited about like the like her coming out as a lesbian and yeah. her, like trying to kind of shake some sense into the OC and like whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't like the way she's doing it. I don't like it's I don't, all about I don't look either. at and me. Yes. And that actually hits a nail on the head because I remember getting excited that that's super cool that we are going to have a housewife come out. That's amazing. And that's when I, I remember looking into it and like reading stuff if it came up about her and the way she was doing it, it seemed like it was extremely disingenuous for mm-hmm. show, for headlines, for it, not the right. She was not there for the right reasons. But I don't even know if she knows what so, the right reasons are. Like she seems yeah, that no. off from. Yeah. And, and I don't think it, Leah is anywhere near that, but it's just yeah. like something feels like off. Yeah. And I and when she gets kind of on her high horse about like, well, this is what this is, and da da da, mm-hmm. I know it all. Yeah, it's like, oh, can you not? Yeah, I was ta- I was talking to a friend that was watching the first episode at the same time I was, and her response was, "Heather is embarrassing. Leah is embarrassing. This is so much fun." <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, well then I'm there excited. We go. <laughs> I, I'm very excited to like watch Candace interact with people who aren't aren't on her show because I actually think she's quite a delight, and that I people don't, I don't watch her show. Yeah, I, I love her on this. The, okay, this is what's interesting. So I don't watch New Jersey. I don't watch Potomac. I have I've watched a little bit of, like of early Atlanta. Um, but on these girls trips, it's interesting to get to know like. Teresa never knew anything about her. My first experience with Teresa and Melissa was on girls trip. And I'm like, these ladies are fantastic. I love them. And like (laughs) on this one, like Candace, like I know nothing about her. And like, she's on the show and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love her. Like, this is my first experience with these characters is on girls trip. Cause it's so much fun. I do like Candace. I really do. Like across all. I love her. She, but she does adorable cross a line with her words okay. a lot where I'm okay. like, you would be so much better served by like, what's the right word? Like pulling yourself back just the slightest bit because okay. she, she says she's not as effective sometimes because of how harsh her words come out. But I do okay. really like her and I think there's something really fun and sweet in her and I think yeah, that's what it, I gather the nastiness is because her castmates will bring it out of her and I actually think, oh and I can see if she's on yeah. a cast with Giselle oh my gosh like yeah, Giselle's like, pretty Giselle awful. does does she okay and because I don't watch the show what I've gathered so far I think it's like an episode and a half she doesn't have a filter she likes to stir up drama she cannot keep a secret to save her life and will sometimes twist up the secret that she's been told to try to start drama on purpose is that a- on purpose yeah is that all accurate? Of is also that- she doesn't have to share anything about her personal life okay yeah she has the- okay. there's nothing mm-hmm. yep, ever that she shares and there's a whole lot there that she could talk about in more detail yeah. but she doesn't 
She just goes after everybody else. Yeah, she had a moment with the two Miami girls. Who are the Miami girls? I don't know Alexia their names. Alexia and Marisol. It's, yes. So they're like at dinner and they're talking in their Spanglish, which is so entertaining. Like they will speak English and Spanish and like yeah. they have like their own little little just way of communicating and it's absolutely adorable. I don't know much about them yet, but I like them. Marisol drinks a lot. Is she the older one? Yeah, she like tried to make it her personality and it kind of freaked me out a little it, bit. Okay, that's what that's what I'm annoyed. That I'm is, like, that is yeah, that's her personality on this show. She said that she doesn't drink water ever. She drinks coffee that has water in it, but it's like all alcohol. And I'm just like, I'm somebody that recently gave up alcohol. We're a sober house recently, and I'm like, oh congratulations. Gosh, oh, it's it's a it's a tax. Uh thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tax. Um, but anyway, yeah, so they're like doing, they're having their conversation at dinner and they're going in and out of English and Giselle, Giselle just goes after him and is like, can you please speak English? And that like ends up being this whole thing. Cause she's like, oh, well, I was just saying that cause I thought y'all were talking about me. But I mean, she literally looks at them and was like, will you please speak English at the dinner table? And it's like, oh, they just look at her like, excuse me. <laughs> but then Candace shows up late and they're doing it again. And she's like. Candace is like, oh my god, how cute are y'all with your little language? <laughs> like it's just like polar it's like the opposite. exact opposite. Yeah, yes. it's also like Spanish is basically the like other language in the United States. So I feel yeah. like people need to know like a basic. Like I can't speak Spanish, it, but I can understand yeah. enough to get by. And I feel exactly. like that's where you I need mean, to I'm, be as an I'm American in Texas. It is like at this point, yeah. Otherwise, it's almost like rude. Like a good chunk of the it, country speaks it, and you're yeah. not even tr- like trying to mm-hmm. understand. I don't know. I feel like all, we all I mean, need just to any, be anybody better. saying like, I mean, I think you know, we live in this giant world, and there are so many different languages, and I think we should appreciate that and not judge on that. That's something that has always bothered me, and so to hear her say that, that was just like a huge turnoff. Like, go like speak English at the dinner table like that that is a disgusting comment to me so I'm not a Giselle fan (laughs) yeah I'm really not a fan of hers after this past season so I feel like she needs to be brought down a peg I feel like Bravo's giving her too many accolades like letting her go on a girl's trip having her do that stupid Bravo chat room which like Every single one of those people, I think, is a monster, except for Kate Chastain. Like, like Portia is yeah. not what we thought she was. Like, she fooled us mm-hmm. all. Hannah, we all saw how, how that kind of came undone. Uh, my right? gosh, I right? I think Giselle <laughs> has some of that in her also. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Kate. Kate just needs her own show. I love Kate. Kate is the best. And I just love watching yeah. everyone watch her on Traders and try yes. to comprehend oh my gosh i need to finish traitors i totally forgot about it it's hilarious because they do reunion and it's like they all forgot that they were on this cutthroat game show because they became (laughs) so close and they're all like crying over how close they got and how hurt they are about how it ended and it's just mind boggling like i get it because i would be one of those people too but i also wouldn't go on a cutthroat show but like it's it's really funny because you've got someone like Kate who was like, but guys, like look at what we signed up for. It's called Traitors. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot that I have that show to finish, and 
It's yeah. such a delight. It's such a delight. Oh, and I've well, never you know. been don't into those game happens. shows or anything like that. Any, I don't like competition, no. but it's such a fun show. Oh, and I was, I was yeah. on a, a reality game show. And so I have like, when? A which show? View. Not that I, I know. Was on America's, I was on America's Got Talent. Um, season three. Yeah. <laughs> what was your, was <laughs> so it weird. dancing? So, it was dancing. So it was Dallas Desperados. Um, and it was really interesting. They actually, we thought we were going to do an appearance. We thought we were doing like helping with like intros for the show. Cause it was like, yay, we're in Dallas. Um, and we got there and they were like, would y'all want to like audition as one of the, um, acts? And we're like, sure. Why not? And so we auditioned, like do like the thing on the stage. We did the little dance we were supposed to do for like the intro. And then it ended up being like. They were like, okay, well, we're going to send y'all to Vegas for Vegas oh, round. Oh then we're going to send y'all to, then we're going to, and so we spent two weeks in Vegas for that. Then they sent us to, like, we went home and we're like, okay, cool. And they call us back up and they're like, okay, can y'all come out to LA? We're going to have y'all in semifinals. So like we go out to LA, we were out there for three weeks. They like put us up at a hotel, set us up with bottle service every night. Like it was a blast. Um, but yeah, we made it to like live shows. That is so crazy. (laughs) And so did you have such a great time? It was so much fun. It was completely scripted. They told us what to say. I have a completely like I have a completely different view of those shows now. Like my favorite part was we would have to spend like five to six hours a day sitting in a room, like getting ready to do, you know, whatever they need us to do or like be on call or go film B-roll. But they would try to get like, so imagine we're a team of 12 dancers. I think 12 of us went. Um, And we're sitting in this room and we're all like extremely goofy girls that spend all this time together. It's kind of like a little sisterhood situation. And they're making us fit and they're trying to film us being serious. They're like, girls, we want y'all to sit and contemplate this performance that you're supposed to do. And you are nervous. You don't know if you're going to make it to the next round. So they're like, all right, we're going to bring the cameras in on you. And we're all sitting there and they like get these cameras in our faces. And we are all dying laughing. Like, we can't be serious. Like, we really don't care. We're not here for like. We don't you were care just if we having some fun, like okay, because like what's gonna okay? Like, realistically, like, y'all, what would happen if you guys had won? Like you already were a professional dance group. Are like, you gonna get like another they, gig? Well, they said we would have gotten a Vegas show, but I think the person that won didn't even get a Vegas show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, it was the like it feels like a fever dream because it was so like it just sprung up, it happened. Um, and like, I don't know, it was the weirdest thing. And like the, but the back to like them trying to get us to film, they kept trying to tell us to be somber. Like that was the thing they kept telling us. We need to film y'all. We need y'all to be somber. And so like, it's this huge inside joke in in our dance world now with all of our friends, like be somber, be somber, but we never can be somber because we're dancers that are just goofy as can be. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. It was an experience, though. It was so much fun. That it sounds was a blast. like an incredible experience, especially the fact that you got, like, got yeah. to go through it with other people that you liked. Yeah. And then you like see the back end of how, because I know nothing about, you know, the that entertainment was, industry. I mean, yeah. 
it was that like, and I didn't either until this. And it was like, I'll never forget, like whenever we got cut. So they did, you know, they like bring us up on the stage and they're like, so-and-so step forward and so-and-so step back. All right. Y'all are going on to the finals. And, um, after we did that, we had to go do our exit interview and I'll never forget like looking over and there was this giant script and it was like episode da, 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 script. And it's like this giant book of like everything being scripted. And it was like such a like eye opener, I guess, like the veil was pulled back the curtain, like here's the, the wizard. And it oh was like, God. you know, <laughs> it's That's all so wild. And in the, and like in the yeah. hotel that we were staying in. So the guy that won that season, I forgot his name, but he was an opera singer. Um, and everybody that was staying in the hotel knew that he was going to be the one that won. It was like just we common knowledge. We knew he was going to win. Uh, the drummers were going to be like a runner up and the, the violin guys were going to be like third. Like everybody just knew that's how it was going to fall into place. That's so, insane because yeah. now there's a lot of these shows where it's like you're supposed to text in and vote and like I don't understand how that is tabulated and if that's real yeah. or not real. Like I tried to watch I Dancing with the Stars and I yeah. like I'll watch if there's someone from Bravo on but it's mm-hmm. just I don't know it's a lot of time. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, hey, I watch Big Brother. I am committed from the time it starts until the time it finishes. I text to vote. Even though I know how this really works, I still get so incredibly invested in it. Um, With traitors, it really felt like an experiment, like a social experiment. Yeah. And that it wasn't like production wasn't pushing a certain way Them, yeah because they, like they had just let it play out. half the people had already been on shows and kind of knew how to be manipulative so they like kind of i think relied on those people to yeah. kind of move story forward anyway well brooke thank you so much for <laughs> joining i feel like i always tell people i'm like i'm gonna try to keep this to an hour because i how long has it been I don't it's even been know. an like, hour and a half i oh am so sorry I keep gabbing i know this has just been <laughs> such a great time i i hope that you come to dc soon and we can hang out i sure. love chatting with you and we will definitely have you back on the show maybe closer oh, to sure. reunion time um, yes i think I we've got talk about it more i think we've got uh a couple months <laughs> until I know. we're gonna see what has been taped this week so tell Today, everyone where they where they oh. can find you on instagram anything that you're plugging any products anything that you want to share well you can just check me out on instagram it's at lejaspiner l-e-j-a-s-p-i-n-e-r that's probably not how you pronounce it but that's how my texting self pronounces it at lejaspiner at li- well, I couldn't say it in the beginning of the episode, even though I practiced. I can't say anything. Yeah, my, Sean's fluent, fluent in French, and he's like, why did you make it L-E? It should be L-A. And I was like, I don't know French. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. There we go. I love it. Well, this has been a pleasure. Will... Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, we will definitely so talk fun. soon. Yeah, definitely.